this is Ricky D, and you're listening to Best Flicks with Ricky D. I've got a special episode today where I have Jesse from the Sudden But Inevitable podcast with me. How you doing, Jesse? I'm doing really great. It's great to be here on Best Flicks with Ricky D. I talk about it a lot on Sudden But Inevitable. So, Have you been on an episode of this yet? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think you have either. I think we had made a lot of plans, but I don't think they ever worked out. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a long time coming, but it's. Good. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for all the help you've given me for all the best flicks and all the podcasting information. Uh, we, <clears throat> we will have a sudden, but inevitable podcast going uh, tomorrow night. That's going to be Friday night. And it starts at eight thirty PM every Friday night. We're currently talking cowboy bebop. And we also have an entire season where we rewatched firefly. And we discussed every episode of Firefly. So please check out the Sudden But Inevitable podcast. <clears throat> but now I uh, watched In the Heights for this episode of Best Flicks. I got the recommendation from our fan Rosie over on Sudden But Inevitable. She was talking musicals with me and she was heaping praise on Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> and I figured that it was time for me to check out In the Heights. Uh, get back in touch with my musical side. So that's what we're doing this week. Jesse, how did you like In the Heights? I will be honest, I liked it more than I expected to. Um, it, I don't, it's not that I like dislike musicals. Um, full disclosure, I have been in musicals. So I went in high school, right? Were you yeah, in Les Miserables? I was in Les Mis. Um, yeah. I was in a couple of shows. I believe that was the only one that was a musical. But um, so, yeah, they have a my my heart has a soft spot for musicals, um, but it was kind of uh, so because we're watching Cowboy Bebop and we just finished watching Firefly to jump sort of cold into a musical was very <laughs> different. But it was I mean, I had a blast. Spoiler alert. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it's, it was a lot of fun. It's an incredibly good movie. Uh, I do. I was watching this movie and there were a couple times where. I saw it through my dad's eyes and there were all of these just different minorities, all these different ethnic groups dancing around and singing and waving Puerto Rican flags and waving different flags. And I could just see my dad just getting horribly <laughs> upset by all of this. Like he just wants to watch nothing but people wearing cowboy hats and three piece suits and making business deals. That's the only kind of stuff that he wants to watch. And I was just watching this through his eyes for a few moments and just laughing as hard as I could. Sometimes when you know that your parents would be extra disappointed, it makes <laughs> yes. the thing you're watching that much sweeter. I 100%. Yeah. I, I'm, fr I'm sort of on the opposite side of that where I was thinking, Oh, my mother would be just thrilled to know that I'm watching this musical in particular. Every, you know, my, <clears throat> my dad would be, he would ask what it was about and then he would probably watch it. And then he would be like, uh, he has a great appreciation for music. He's a musician. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, I, so before we go anywhere, I, I feel like I should confess. I have not seen Hamilton. Um, I haven't either. And I know, oh, okay, good. Then I don't mm -hmm. feel bad because it's not my show, but I, I have heard nothing but positivity surrounding that, of course. And I believe it is available on Disney plus now or We'll I think you're right. I think it did come to Disney Plus. Okay, so I I'm out of excuses. I'm I'm going to watch it. It's just one of those um, things in the back of my head where I went, oh, mental note, definitely have to watch that. And then I just it, I haven't gotten around to it. It's not that I 
I'm not dedicated. It's just that I got a lot of other stuff to do. Yeah, and I get into a bad habit where I'm just like, I'm going to watch four episodes of The Sopranos tonight <laughs> rather than watch something new, watch something I haven't seen. It's just like, oh, I'm going to shove as much Sopranos down my throat as possible. Yeah, my wife is similar in that she, when I ask her, you know, do you, um, for example, do you want to watch the new episode of Loki with me? She goes, you know how I am about new stuff. And it's, it's she, I mean, she'll watch The Office again or she'll watch Friends again, you know, that kind of thing. The comfort shows that she mm -hmm. Um But yeah, so it, not not having seen Hamilton, but having only heard of the lyrical prowess and the talent of Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, who, by the way, I didn't know was associated going in. Like, I didn't know that he was oh, really? a producer and had helped create the entire thing. Um, so then when I saw his character on the sidewalk, I was like, oh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, you know what? This is probably his. <laughs> like, um, But it, I mean, he lives up to every every positive thing I've ever heard. I mean, the the very complex lyrics, you know, really long words rhymed very well over very yes. interesting meters. I mean, it, and even combining different languages to rhyme. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and, and you know, if in Spanish, um, everything ends with an A or an O, right? So right. You could argue that it's kind of cheating, but like in this case, it's more of a, and I believe I've heard Spanish speaking musicians say that like, yeah, it's kind of easy to do because it all rhymes. Like that's not me projecting that, but um, he manages to do it in a way that doesn't feel cheap. Right. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not like he went, Oh, I need a way out. Let me put it in this word. It was, it was, it was really emblematic of the whole movie, right? That mix of culture and how, yes. you know, owning that mix is important and things like that. So it was, I, yeah, everything about the movie, really fit well with the themes the music the visuals the visuals are their whole their whole own thing and we should probably talk about that but mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't mean to take over the conversation <laughs> no not at all if you had a direction you'd like to go <laughs> well we are talking about lin-manuel miranda uh and i did want to point out he is one of the few people that has achieved the egot award the emmy grammy oscar and tony mm -hmm. he has achieved that and he's also got a pulitzer award uh if you look him up he's got like a list of 20 or 30 awards he's gotten over his life, but the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, and Pulitzer are the like real heavy hitting awards. I would say put Pulitzer at the front so that you can say Pigot. Yes, I agree. Um, the only other one that I know off the top of my head, I believe, is Whoopi Goldberg, but I don't, mm. I don't think I know any others off the top of my head. Did you watch 30 Rock? I did not. Oh man, 30 because... Rock is. So good. Uh, but there was a storyline where Tracy Jordan, he bought a giant like blinging necklace that said EGOT and he was going to make it his life's work to earn an EGOT. So that's where I kind of picked up on the whole EGOT trend and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. I'm sure that's what popularized it for most people. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly enough, my aforementioned saintly wonderful wife who doesn't like to watch new tv shows just started watching 30 rock and she loves it so she's she's wanting me to jump into it with her. you have to jump in it's uh there was a matter of time the <laughs> office parks and rec and 30 rock were all on nbc floating around the same time 30 rock is by far the best i think and that's not trying to trash on the officer parks and rec but 30 rock i've always just absolutely loved tina fey 
She's always been one of my favorite writers. So she's got a giant part on 30 Rock. 30 Rock or Freaks and Geeks? 30 Rock. Wow. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll give it a shot. Definitely. Uh, In the Heights. (laughs) Yeah, In the Heights. Uh, This movie really focused on the American dream and what the American dream means to uh, minority communities and families. And, you know, there was the father of the family who gave up his education. He gave up his life. All he did was just grind at this job so he could give his children a chance at life. And that's really that's a realistic part of the American dream for immigrant families is the first fam the first generation is really just going to have to grind and their life is going to be fulfilled through their children whether that's fair or not uh whether it's fair or not to the first generation adult who's doing this work or whether it's fair to the younger generation and how they have to continue those dreams but i thought it was a really interesting look at uh the american dream and what all what it was being what was being said about that through this movie uh did you have anything you wanted to mention about that well, for me, um, for me, that that American dream essence was kind of the most relatable part for me, right? Because I'm sort of going into this as like a a average white guy who tries to be, you know, an ally and open minded and forward thinking, but like I am sure I could be better at that. Um, but the thing that I really identified with, with the characters, I mean, even the characters that weren't really in the movie, like, um, Yusnavi's dad, right? Mm-hmm. When he would think about his dad or talk about his dad, it, it really struck me as a parent because I was thinking, you know, okay, this is universal. This, this feeling of my children are my legacy. How do I give them the tools to have a better life than what I have? You know, it's um definitely painted through that particular like immigrant struggle in this film but it's a universal experience for most parents i think um where it's it's like you know, all you want to do is make sure that your kids have what they need to be happy and you know success if success comes with that you know and i'm sure as you get older you you start to move those two things closer together in your head success and happiness are the same thing but mm-hmm. there's there's so much humanity in this movie um, yes. that that transcends you know intersections and categories and demographics and stuff like that and i think that's where the power in it comes from um because i recognize almost nobody in the movie as far as the cast goes right mm-hmm. except i know lin manuel miranda i know um uh, Mark Anthony is in the movie. I know um, Jimmy Smith's right, yep. but it's but beyond that, it's a bunch of young, fresh actors that I don't know, and to for me to still kind of feel, I don't know, re- like relating to those characters was a nice surprise. You know, I'm thinking hey, this is going to be a story that doesn't have any. What's the word I'm looking for? I have no frame of reference for this. Right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but. I was quickly disproven because it's just such a human story about family and love and growing up and, you know, the struggle and the struggle is, is real and it's more difficult in some places than it is in others. But I just, I think that that, that thread of 
believable, relatable humanity is what gives this movie its strength. And it has a lot of strength. I agree with everything you just said. It did have, it was a very touching movie. Uh, one of the things that really reached out to me and I didn't expect it was when the abuela started doing her song that started out and I was just like, this has been all young people singing and it's all about kind of been about the young person's story. And it kind of, I was like, I'm ready to ignore this part of the movie, but it was actually incredibly human the way her story was telling about uh, just what she'd given up for her family and what her hopes were for the future. And the song spoiler alert, give anybody a chance to stop. But uh, the song ends with the abuela passing away. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was, I went into that just kind of not interested in that song, but it ended up being the most human part of the entire movie, just because the way that she connected and the way that this whole movie is all about surviving and thriving. And she did a really good job of telling that story through her song. Yeah. And she had that matronly energy down. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I mean, I felt like it was you know, a grandma that I had met before. And it, it was, I mean, the thing, the, the comfort that I took from it was that she, um, she definitely made the choice, right, to go uh, into the light, so to speak, right? She, yes. She, she had she a did. moment where she was on a train platform and she would, they were, you know, come with us or, you know, go back to your apartment, which thing. And, so it made it a little bit easier for me. And I do remember that she was smiling right before she closed her eyes uh, because she was surrounded by family. You know, they, she was, she was reassured in that moment that even though there was no electricity, family and, you know, friendship and love and humanity is what is going to prevail because she was sitting there watching it happen. So it was, it was, yeah, you're right. A very, very touching moment and sort of the whole movie hinges on it and you don't really see it coming until that scene. And mm-hmm. then she, she has this look on her face of ultimate peace and you go, oh no, this is the first time I've felt unsafe in this movie. <laughs> uh, and that leads me to a question. I may have just missed out on this in the storyline, but did she have a winning lottery ticket that she passed to Uznavi? She did. Yes. Yeah, so okay. She, um, I don't know if she ended up physically giving it to him, or if she was, like left she it, it in some her... stuff for him to find. Yeah. Um. So minor, ultra minor quibble. Um. Having spent some part of my life working at a place that sells lottery tickets, I immediately thought to myself, "He can't cash that. He, you can't cash a lottery ticket if it comes from a store that you own. They're going to be like, oh, oh you yeah, just right. happened to get a winning lottery ticket at your own store.' Like I, and so, but as soon as they started saying, you know, okay, we're going to give it to this person or this person, I was like, okay, that that's because I was worried that he was going to run into some more like." red tape and I was we've been be at this really movie upset. for two hours yeah. and all of a sudden there's this new plot line where he's got this winning lottery ticket from his own store i uh, yeah i mean if i did have one other complaint it might be that some of the plot lines towards the end seem to just kind of stop um mm-hmm. but it's i mean i understand that it's because those are not the plot lines that we are here to see 
So right. I forgive it. Um, I kind of struggled with the whole lottery thing. Uh, I recognize that uh, for a lot of the people growing up in those parts of New York, that the lottery kind of seems like the only answer to a lot of their prog- problems. But I just I've grown up with this weird hatred of the lottery because it's it's meritless and uh, it's just basically uh, I've heard it referred to as a tax on dumb people. Right. Well, and in, it, a, in our state, at least um, lottery money goes to pay for good, positive things. So that's a that's a, a benefit. That is good. Um, but it is. I mean, I I feel like both sides of it are so easily adoptable right like what are the chances that you're gonna win one in a million right let's call it an even one in a million mm-hmm. then yes you're you're throwing your money away right but there are also those people that will tell you every time well you can't win if you don't play and that is actually yeah. not incorrect so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of one of those and, and for, i mean think about it right if, if a dollar if a lotto ticket costs you a dollar like if you can afford to just toss a dollar, then why not toss it in a way that may end up right? I, I and mean, I can see either side of it. I don't play lottery games personally. My mm-hmm. mother-in-law loves uh, scratch tickets, but I just I I also don't play. I don't uh, hold it against anyone. But I I have seen I have seen both sides of that particular coin. Right, and uh, just I kind of have this weird distrust i have this weird i have a lot of loaded feelings for the lottery but that doesn't mean it's wrong like you said it's going to good things in our state and also it is a chance for some people so if if you don't win if you don't play you can't win that's a good way to say it yeah and i mean so i think the key there is right it should not be your plan right yes um but it i mean it's it's a fun thing i mean i've so again i i don't play when it gets up to like hundreds of millions of dollars and it's on the news and there's a line and everyone's playing up by a couple, like I, I it's, it's just a fun mm-hmm. c- community. Like, Hey, let's do a thing, you know? Um, but you're right for this particular setting. It's definitely more of a life changing amount of money. Yeah. Now, Usnavi does point out like, Hey, after taxes, you're going to get this much money. I loved that line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was during one of the songs, and uh, he's cool. like, after taxes, you're going to ha- have a handbag full of nothing or something. Yeah. And there was all the cool art going along with their hands, and that was yeah. a good... I loved that. Well, and it makes perfect sense, right? Because Usnavi is a business owner, so he knows the ins and outs of... And he's talking earlier about how he does math on the fly, and that's how he comes up with change really quick and stuff like that. So, yeah, I just... I. I went into the movie with zero expectations. I knew that it was a musical and that was it. So I, I was pleasantly surprised and thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah. One of the things that I think is most important for musicals is rewatchability. Uh, I used to work at the movie theater when I was like 16, 17 years old and Phantom of the Opera was there and it was in one of the smallest theaters in that place. And I thought that almost nobody was going to see it. However, there were these core people that I kept seeing every weekend that came back every weekend and they watched the Phantom of the Opera and they kept it in that smallest theater in that big multiplex for months just because they kept on seeing it and they were dedicated. So rewatchability, is this something you would want to watch again, maybe in a week? 
I mean, that's quick. I don't usually rewatch stuff that fast. But for mm-hmm. example, if this were on, like, if I go to somebody's house, you know, and we're having snacks and this is on, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you guys, have you watched this all the way through? This is a great movie, you know, and then I'll, I'll watch however much of it I'm watching in that in situation. Mm-hmm. But like, I would really, within a week, I mean, that's quick. I mean, I, yeah, I, I was just kind of, a it, week but, is whatever. I was just kind of, well, but I mean, to your point though, I mean, if my wife, if I, if she asked, you know, how was it? And I said, it was good enough to watch then. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to watch it that night. I would watch it again. Yeah. It just, it's that usually uh, she doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I will agree. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to my next watch through of this movie again, but if I, if I was tempted, if I had a single person that said, Hey, do you want to watch in the Heights? Hey, uh, you know, if my mom wanted to watch it or something, I'd be right there. So I'm not dying for my next watch through, but it is rewatchable. I listened to the album while I was driving around today. Uh, the music is great. I had Uh, it stuck in my head at work for sure. I was singing. Piragua. Yeah. Piragua. New block of ice. Um, (laughs) that and look at the fireworks. Like I just, it, repeat i mean it was written in you could you could hear that it was written in such a way as to be okay this is the one that will be stuck in your head tomorrow yeah this is the one that when it comes on you'll go where do i know this from i'm having feelings um i the music and the lyrics i mean that that hip-hop mix yeah that stage presence you know that that musical show aspect mm-hmm. it's just so well done the salsa dancing scene that was really cool wow. where uh oh i don't have her name written down but she was kind of going around and dance with all the different vanessa. vanessa yeah she was dancing with all the different people and uh just that short skirt kind of flapping up and it was very visually entertaining and the music was great and then uh you mentioned just the visual style of this movie there was that uh kind of like the last song where they were dancing on the side of the building oh my gosh yeah so i didn't this okay to paint a slight picture here, if you haven't seen this movie, the, this this number that Ricky is talking about, it starts with um, Nina on the balcony of the apartment, and she is leaning over the balcony, looking out at the bridge, and the sun is setting. It's very pretty. And then um, I cannot remember the character's name, but he co- Benny, I think Benny, Benny yeah, Benny mm-hmm. starts dancing with her, and at at some point, as Ricky was saying, they sort of transition from dancing on the floor to standing on the wall like it's gravity moves perpendicularly or something yeah they dance up the wall and then the camera pov shifts so that the wall is the floor and you can see into all the apartments on the floor and it's like but i realized as i was watching it i rewound it to the start of that scene because i realized that meant as soon as she walked out everything outside is computer generated Yes, because they they were they must have been standing on a green screen platform that was rotating, right? But everything behind them must have been CG. So it was like, I watched it twice. It's very very impressive, and it's beyond that. It's a very um, emotional dance. It's almost a almost like a tango, mm-hmm. um, back and forth between those two. I loved the Nina character. Ricky D was mentioning the costume design of this movie. Very well done. Yeah. Uh, it, it just screams New York. It screams Brooklyn. Uh, you could just see it in the setting. You could see it in the clothes. You could see it in the attitude of the characters. Screams 95 degrees out in the shade. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 
so musicals. What's your favorite musical? Well, not to be super basic or anything, but the aforementioned Phantom of the Opera was kind of my, not my first introduction, but it was my first experience really with one that kind of stirred me emotionally, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie with Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum is... I believe, or maybe not anymore, but when it was made, it was the most expensive independent film ever. Wow, I did not know that. Andrew Lloyd Webber, I believe, fronted mm-hmm. 90% of the cash for it. Um, Patrick Wilson, that was the other guy. Um, I just, I thought it was well done. I hadn't ever seen the stage show, so a lot of people in theater were telling me like, oh, that's not how the Phantom sounds. They deepened his voice because Gerard Butler can't sing that high. And in my head, I'm going, if he sang higher than that, he would sound weird. I don't like that. And then I saw the stage show, phenomenal, by the way. But he, he, it was weird for me because I was used to the Gerard Butler version, which sings a little bit lower than the stage show version. But the whole show in and of itself is, I really like it. It's a little bit, when you know the history behind like Andrew Lloyd Webber and who was cast as the lead in it originally, it's a little mm-hmm. bit icky i guess is the word for it um i don't know maybe just there's a lot of that floating around hollywood yeah maybe just complicated and weird i don't know all the details of it but Mm -hmm. it was it was weird um but i really liked um i saw the secret garden uh right before i got out of high school i really liked that show there's a song in that um i think it's called lily's hazel eyes or maybe hazel eyes i'm not sure but i really like that um there are, I mean, of course, you know, you could say every Disney movie is a Oh, musical, absolutely. I, when I was I, like 25, I went and bought a whole bunch of Disney CDs from the Ark for like $2 each. I had Lion King. I had Little Mermaid. I had all these CDs and they were so good. I was like Tarzan. 25 years old and it's still great. For me, it's Tarzan. The, the, the Phil Collins soundtrack to Tarzan is like, oh, but. Uh, I saw the musical stage version of The Lion King. That oh. Was, that was mind-blowing. I remember uh, when that was around here. Yeah, I, I mean, even ha- having had been in... Sh- even though I had a history of being in shows, I had never imagined the kind of stage design and audience interaction that they did with The Lion King. It was like, it was just a whole different thing. And it was very impressive. It was, I mean, the the choreography in that show is like probably what solidified for me that I could not do that because I can't, I, I don't have the energy. Like I, I don't have the physical drive to move like that repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gorgeous to watch. So yeah, not I'm not um, anti-musical at all, but this is probably the first new musical that I've seen in years. Well, I saw that Nutcracker movie with my wife, and I don't remember how much music. I know there was music in it, but I don't remember yeah. that it was super musical. I have definitely not seen any big budget musicals live. I've seen a few like student productions here and there, hmm. but nothing real. Uh, if I'm going to go with my favorite musical, also got to pick Andrew Lloyd Webber. It kind of seems like there's a few guys like Andrew Lloyd Webber and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda that kind of 
have a stranglehold on the musical circuit. Hmm. But Jesus Christ Superstar, I love that album. I will listen to it probably once a week when I'm driving around. Uh, when I was in college, I was taking a class on Martin Scorsese, and we had to take one other passion movie and compare it to his The Last Temptation of Christ. And he specifically recommended don't pick uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. You're not going to be able to do it. Nobody do it. I'm the only one that did. I got a decent grade on the paper. I think it was somewhere in the B's. I think it was a B. But just watching Jesus Christ Superstar over and over and over and over again when I was doing that paper, I just totally fell in love with it. I could see that. I mean, that's to your point from the beginning, rewatchability is is key. Right? Yes. Because they, they would prefer that you watch the movie and go see the show when it comes to your town and buy the album and mm-hmm. buy some merchandise while you're there. You know, like I bought a little mask pin when we went to Phantom of the Opera. It was way overpriced, but I mean you gotta, right? Um if you're in the uh Colorado and you're in the state of Colorado there have the DCPA has had some crazy good shows go through there. So definitely if you if you are in Colorado, go look at the Denver Center for Performing Arts website. I don't okay. know what they're doing in 2021. I don't know what the open or crowd status is, but I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen a ton of great shows there, a couple different couple of the venues there. Um I saw Carmen at the El Cockins Opera House and Carmen Ricky D, you talk about a musical Carmen is amazing. I have never uh, heard of Carmen. So you have heard the song uh, Habanera? Na 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 na. I think yeah. Na 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 na. Yes, yeah, yeah. Carmen, yeah, that's from Carmen. Um, I saw, believe, at the same venue, Abduction from the Seraglio, which is like an opera about a train abduction robbery combination thing i mean there's some seriously cool musical yeah performances that you should check out i don't know how one checks out the ones that have not been made into movies so in the heights is a musical obviously and it's not so much about the dialogue but did you have any moments of dialogue that you thought were particularly interesting or that caught you Oh, so uh, the scene, I think it's in like the courtyard. Uh, the song is called Carnival del Barrio. And uh, the Carla character says, my dad is from Chile and PR, which means I'm Chile Dominicurican, but I'm from Queens. And Chile Dominicurican is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the buoyancy and fun with which that character delivers that line in the yes. song is just it's it, i love it it's especially that, that final part yeah where she's like definitely. but i'm actually from queens right. like that just kind of always say yeah, i'm from queens <laughs> yes uh and that spoke to how they're holding on to their ethnic heritage and she's referring to herself as dominica what was it Oh man, I, I uh, Domina, <laughs> sorry, Dominic Chile, Chile Dominic Hurican. Yeah, so she's she's holding on to that identity, but she's also embracing her American identity as. But I just say I'm from Queens, or I always say I'm from Queens. So that was a really that is an excellent example. 
that kind of wraps up a whole bunch of the movie in, at itself. Right. It fits perfectly with the theme of the movie, right? Where it's it's um, home is where you make it, and mm-hmm. home is is the people that that you love. So it, it's it fits so well with that in in kind of just a fun way, uh, like a throwaway line in, in mm-hmm. this large carnival. And it's yeah, I all of the lyrics in this movie are very well crafted. Lin Manuel Miranda has definitely gotten me to want to watch Hamilton. I almost forgot what it was called. <laughs> well, I think I've got a bad piece of dialogue for you to uh <laughs> button that with. But there was a point where Benny was just talking with I think it was the Nina character. I think that's the one that he was flirting with. Uh but he was talking about in high school and he goes like I would watch you doodle as an attempt to just flirt with her. And I was like, oh, that's from all of the great lyrics and all the amazing dialogue in this, his whole like, like, I would watch you doodle (laughs) in class instead of paying attention. I thought that was so funny. Ricky D is making like the most stereotypical stoner face you've ever seen. Like, bro, Uh, it's not difficult. (laughs) I well, and yeah, I mean, it's not that's not particularly a great uh, spoken line, but the actor who plays Benny did an amazing oh, job. No, I don't mean and that his, as an insult. Oh, certainly not. And his his scene in the opening at the dispatch is so energetic. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that might be the scene that I go back to to try and learn the words to, personally. Mm-hmm. I am running out of any more information. Uh, is there anything you wanted to say about the movie? Um... That, that hasn't add. been said already, I guess. Right. I don't know that there's much that I could add as far as praise for the movie or encouragement to watch it. I mean, if you don't like musicals, you will probably not like it. Um, but as a person who is generally susceptible and open to them, I had a great time, uh, even kind of going in cold, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think musicals are kind of a group thing. Like, I think it would be more fun to watch it in a group of friends rather than solo the way we did. And even though we watched it solo, it was still an excellent movie. But watch it with some friends if you can. Yeah. And I mean, we were both watching for the podcast. So I personally, I mean, I do this with Cowboy Bebop for Sudden But Inevitable, where when I'm watching it, I picture you guys getting to the same part of the movie that I'm at or the same part of the episode. Oh, okay. I try to think, okay, what's going to be their reaction? So... Because I can pull that stuff from Josh, right? I've known Josh forever, so I can go, oh, he's going to feel this way about this scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I are not quite as able to do that, but I do remember going, oh, Ricky's going to laugh here. Ricky's going to love this scene. Somebody's already predicting my shot of the show on Twitter, I saw. Yeah, it's it's we have the coolest listeners for a sudden but inevitable, and by extension, the Twist My Arm Network. And, it, and yeah, people... I, I I also know the shot that is being predicted, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I haven't watched yet, so I, we'll I, see. That's why I'm not saying anything. I figured that you hadn't. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's a great point. Because even solo, I was, you know, kind of bouncing up and down. I was moving a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was late at night, and I was still having a good time. I was looking at the clock going, okay, I really have to go to sleep soon, but this is good. You know, I'm having, I'm having fun with this. Um, and then I finished up watching it tonight and it was it put me right back in the mood you know i was thinking like okay now i gotta get back into musical mode so i can finish watching this movie and it just i slid right back in it's it's very accessible um it is 
I, I feel like the movie says a lot of important things and it has a wonderful coat of fun and positivity and love around all those important things that it's saying. So thank you for suggesting it to me, Mr. Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so it sounds like we're both highly recommending this movie. Uh, do be aware it is leaving HBO Max. I think July 10th is what I saw. So you got about 10 more days. However, once it completes its theater run, it'll be back on HBO Max within a few months, I'm sure. So get in your viewing, watch it now, make sure you're one of the first that gets to see it. And it will be back if you miss it. So I think that's a go from both Jesse and I. Make sure you see it. Uh, so I want to thank you, Jesse, from the Twist My Arm Network, from Sudden But Inevitable. Watch us live on Sudden But Inevitable, Friday nights, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, and I don't think I have any more plugs. This is Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. Jesse, did you have anything? I was going to say, I don't have any either. I just wanted to say thanks again for having me. Yeah, and a special thank you to Rosie, one of our fans over on Sudden But Inevitable, for recommending this to me. If anybody wants me to watch a movie for them, if anybody wants to get my thoughts on something, I will please send me a message on Twitter at Best Flicks Ricky D. I am looking for content. I'm looking for people to do with this with. Uh, having Jesse alongside me made everything so much easier to bounce ideas off of uh, versus just kind of going into this in my own dark little basement. So if anybody wants to come with me on this ride at Best Flicks Ricky D, I'm inviting everybody. So thank you. Have a good night. And thanks for coming with me.